Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Cremines, the one and only voice you'll hear on this podcast, at least today and the last two podcasts. Uh, This is my third podcast ever. Thank you so much for those of you who have listened to me already rant and ramble on about my own thoughts and opinions and beliefs and things like that. I'm trying to deliver some content to you that you can apply to your daily life and hopefully, uh, you know, actually improve the quality of your life. Uh, The last podcast I put out reached 10 listeners, so I'm in double digits. Yay, I'm really happy about that. Uh, 10 doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a huge amount. I really, really appreciate uh, the loyalty and those of you who have listened to me so far. Hopefully you've hit the subscribe button so that when I put out a new podcast, you are aware of it right away. As I mentioned, this is The Daily Drives. The reason why I call it The Daily Drives is because I record this podcast while I'm driving around town for my job for the, uh, the, the, the employer that I currently work for. Um, that's another story we'll talk about later. But sometimes the, the point in saying that was that sometimes it takes me a few days to actually put one podcast together because I spend 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 15 minutes here of you know recording little segments between stops and things like that to deliver the information that I want to deliver. And of course, the last one I went a little bit in depth and I kind of got uh, uh, onto a few tangents there and went a little bit long-winded on a couple of topics, beat a couple of dead horses to death. So I apologize, but uh, that's just me. Again, this is never scripted. It's not written out. Um, These topics I come up with about five minutes before I actually jump onto the podcast. I have millions of different topics in my head, but when I decide to actually start recording a podcast, at that moment in time, that's when I kind of decide what the topic's going to be. So today, um, what I want to talk about is something that uh, I think we could all use a little bit more knowledge on. And and first, before I get into my first topic, uh, I'm about five minutes away from my first stop. So I want to to go over a couple of things with you really quick. Once again, I appreciate all of those who have listened so far. If you like what you hear, if you're getting anything out of this, please tell a friend tell a friend, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I'd love it if you went to my Thumbtack, Jason Cremines, I'm on Thumbtack, um, and leave me a review there saying, hey, I listened to this guy's podcast and here's what I think. I'd really appreciate that. I'd appreciate any feedback on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, anything like that would be very helpful. That being said, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at the official Jason Cremines on Twitter because someone took my name. It's a pretty popular name, I guess. Um, I'll pay you for it if that's you. But anyway, so I'm on Twitter uh, also at Cremines Jason. Um, I'm also on uh, Facebook, of course, at Jason Cremines Rocks. And I'm on Periscope at Jason Cremines. Please take a look at all my social media. Follow me on social media. uh, Share with friends and subscribe to the podcast. And shit, maybe even get on my email list. We'll talk about that again later. So... Once again, thank you very much. Please spread the word for me. I really appreciate your help. Obviously, this information is given out for free. I'm not charging anything for this. Of course, it's a free podcast. Uh, All I ask is that you share it if you find it to be valuable. Now, that being said, let's dig into the first topic before I get to my first stop. Garbage in, garbage out. What the hell does that mean? All right, so part of it has to do with karma. Part of it has to do with the law of attraction, which I'm a firm believer in. Uh, the law of attraction basically states that which you attract, um, or you, what, what you think of yourself, what you do, the things that you do, the people you surround yourself with, all of those things will attract those, those kinds of people, those kinds of attitudes, and that stuff. So really what this garbage in, garbage out to me uh, is... What it means is the things that you want to get out of life, the things that you put into life is what you're going to get out of life. The things that you put out into the world is what you're going to get back from the world. Let me give you an example. We all know that guy or that girl who is constantly struggling, constantly battling with something. There's always some kind of negativity, always some kind of hatred going on, or there's always some kind of drama in their life. You know? Think about that one friend of yours on Facebook 
<laughs> I use Facebook because that's where everybody goes to complain and bitch, which is why you never really see me posting a lot on Facebook. You see me post on Facebook through my Instagram or my Twitter, um, but you don't actually see me posting a lot on Facebook via Facebook. It's always another another social media that's posting to my Facebook for me because every time I pull up Facebook, I see my friends bitching about something. Oh, my goodness. And we've already got a call from a customer or something. Um, actually, it's one of my sales guys. So I'm going to take this, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So uh, we were talking about that one friend that you have on Facebook, that one friend that is constantly dealing with drama. Well, let's think about that for a moment, shall we? Think about that friend, right? One really good example that I can give you, I had this friend on uh, that I, I, I was friends with in high school, um, we found each other on Facebook years and years later, of course, and um, we were friends on Facebook for several years before I finally deleted her stupid ass. But anyway, um, she was constantly throwing on Facebook how she's, you know, uh, she hates men. She's so dumb with men, you know, I'm so tired of being treated this way. And she literally has a new boyfriend, I'm not even joking, once a month. I mean... She changes boyfriends more than most people change their oil in their car, you know? Um, <laughs> so she she would, you know, one day it's, oh, oh, I hate men. I'm never going to date again. Men are all pigs. They're cheaters. They're lying loser assholes, right? Two weeks later, I'm in love. I'm getting ready to get married. This guy's the greatest person on the planet. Uh, I knew real men finally existed. Yay, this, this is the love of my life. Two weeks later, the same guy that was the love of her life is now a big pile of shit. Been cheating on her the whole time, whatever, whatever. So she's quick to fall in love, quick to get angry. And she literally, like I said, changes. Boy, she was changing boyfriends like once a month. I mean, it was difficult to even keep track. Uh, it was to the point that my, uh, my wife and I uh, were actually making jokes. I wonder who so-and-so is uh, dating today, or did she break up? Are they getting married, or what, what's the deal? Because it's anywhere from I hate people, I hate men, to uh, I'm getting ready to get married again for the fourth time, uh, and I'm 38 years old. So this girl um, never could hold down a relationship you know, where other people have been together for years and years and years and years and years. So you got to wonder what the difference between those two people are, right? Well, the difference is this. This girl was just as bad at being faithful or at being a pig. She's a drug addict, uh, a cheater, and a liar. She could not be trusted and that was the kind of person that she attracted in her life, which is why she was never in a solid relationship, which is why she had three different children by three different baby daddies, um, because she was constantly getting back what she was putting in. It would be different if she was completely faithful uh, and she you know, had respect for the relationship respect for the person that she was in the relationship with, um, and instead of pouring her heart out on Facebook about what a jerk this guy was because he didn't buy her flowers or some silly, trivial little thing like that, maybe having a conversation with that significant other and just talking to them about what the deal was, that might have changed things. But no, no, this girl, instead, she wanted to blame the other person, for the reason that she's alone. To this day, she's alone. We're 39 years old. She's the same age as me. She's still alone. She's probably going to be alone. She's probably going to continue to dive in and out of different relationships that don't last very long. Maybe they're a little bit meaningful at first, and then they're meaningless. It doesn't matter. That's what she's going to continue to get because that's what she puts out into the world. That's what she looks for, whether she does so intentionally or not the law of attraction, right? It's a law, just like, just like gravity is a law. What goes up 
must come down, right? We don't question it. We know that if I throw a baseball in the air, no matter how great my arm is, eventually that baseball is going to come land on the ground or someone's going to catch it or whatever. But it's coming back down. It's not going to stay up there. I don't care how much you can bench, you're not throwing a baseball through the, you know, out, out of the orbit. It's just not going to happen, okay? It's going to come back down. It's a law. So is attraction. The law of attraction is real. It's not bullshit. So she's putting the vibe out there. I think we're all energy, right? Everybody's made up of energy. And the energy that she puts out is the same energy that she gets back. Intense at first, everything seems cool, it's all good, but the reality is the type of person that she is is the type of person that she's getting involved with. That's just one example, okay? Another good example. Have you ever noticed that people in a certain area tend to think alike? Let me give you an example of what I mean by that, okay? So, for example, um, I live in Columbus between Bexley and Whitehall. Whitehall is one of the highest crime rates in the, in the, uh, the, the state of Ohio. And Bexley is probably one of the lowest crime rates in the state of Ohio, at least central Ohio, okay? Whitehall is one of the worst. Bexley is one of the best. Um, in Whitehall, I service a lot of people, a lot of customers, a lot of homeowners, um, and people who rent and things like that in, in the area of, of Whitehall, the town of Whitehall, um, Ohio, right outside Columbus. So I find that most of the people that I talk to have pretty much the same mentality, right? Um, they all tend to lean toward the democratic views, you know, uh, liberal views, things like that. Uh, nothing wrong with that, just making a point. Uh, they all tend to follow those particular uh, democratic views and liberal views, things like that. Um, they, uh, a lot of them have the same ideals when it comes to working and a boss and a landlord and, and you know, all of these things, politics, uh, religion, they're all religious. I, I don't think I've met one person yet who is an atheist in this town. Weird, right? All Christian, for the most part. Uh, actually, I take that back. A lot of Christians, a lot of Muslim, too. A lot of Muslim in this area. Uh, so those two are probably the two predominant faiths around here. Um, so all of these people tend to be around in the same areas, right? And even though they're not trying to attract their next-door neighbor, their next-door neighbor may have the same thoughts and views and opinions and feelings and everything else, right? So we're all living like in the same little area because we're attracted to people who are like-minded or, or people who want the same things out of life that we do. The poor tend to be living around the poor. The rich tend to be living around the rich, right? It's, it's, it's not a stereotype. It's the way that it is, right? I have, um, you know, Bexley is a fairly not rich, but definitely um, upper middle class area, okay, so a lot of these folks um, are also religious, but a lot of them are Jewish, that's primarily a Jewish community, so uh, on one side of the street, you have Muslims and Christians, and the other side of the street, you have Judaism, so it's interesting that they, that we all hang out with each other, you know, our thoughts, our beliefs, our ideas, and everything, I mean, did we just get together and say, hey, um, if you're Jewish, you have to live in Bexley. Or if you're Muslim, then you have to live in Whitehall. No, that never, that never happened. Never once did, did, did somebody stand around and say, okay, um, if you are a lesbian, you have to live in um, Clintonville. And if you're a gay man, then you must live in German Village. Um, nobody made that rule. Nobody came out and said that. Nobody put that in a newspaper. It's not part of your rental application, not part of buying a house, not part of the process of buying a house. You know, they don't ask you those questions. They don't care. Yet, those areas tend to be, just like I said, like German Village is predominantly uh, a gay man's area. That's, that's where a lot of gay males live. 
Not that everybody that lives in German Village is a gay male. They're not. But there's a lot of gay males that live there. Also in Clintonville, there's a lot of lesbians that live in Clintonville. A lot. Not everybody's a lesbian that lives in Clintonville, but there's a lot of them there. Right? Um, and a lot of the people who live in Clintonville or German Village are very gay-friendly people. Like myself. Shit, 60% of my family's gay. How can I not love gay people? <laughs> I don't have a choice, right? It's cool. My wife, uh, before we met, was, was with a woman for several years. You know, so I, I'm not judging anyone. I don't think anybody's good or bad or whatever. I'm just saying that's the way it is because we're all attracted to those things. So, again, garbage in, garbage out. The reason I wanted to bring up the law of attraction is because I think that that's really important when it comes to this particular topic and what I'm talking about when it comes to the things that you put out in the world is what you're going to get back from the world. Let me break it down to something really, really, really simple, and that's sales. Okay? Sales is very, very easy. Some people are really good at it. Some people suck at it. But it's, it, the, the concept behind sales is very, very simple. Unless you're trying to be a 1950s or 60s car guy, if I could, would you? Um, hey, look, this car is $10,000. Oh, you're here? Okay, guess what? That car's gone. Here's a car over here that's just like it. Okay, those are all bullshit tactics and tricks and, and bait and switch type of shit. Forget about all that stuff, okay? This is not the 1950s. This is 2018. So when I think of sales, I think of a relationship that creates a transaction. Okay, the relationship has to be created first. Once the relationship is there, then the transaction can go down after that. Until then, there must be a relationship. The relationship starts first. All right, so I sell pest control services. I go to customers' houses. I inspect for what they think they might have a problem with, whether that's mice or some kind of a, a other rodent or bugs or bed bugs or, you know, whatever. So I go in, I look, I find things, I, I figure out how things are happening. For example, in a house where uh, someone's dealing with a lot of mice, there are obviously holes around the house that allow mice to come from the outside to the inside. Once they get inside, they climb through the wall voids and everything like that. They can find a way to get through the entire house at that point. So I go in, I see that they're having this problem. I find, I locate all of the access holes, all the points where these mice can get into the house. And one of the solutions that I offer is to seal those holes up and put a warranty on that so that people don't get any more mice or rodents in the house, right? So my first job, you would think, would be to inspect. And then my second part of the job, of course, would be to present solutions to problems. And then the last part would be to close the sale and collect some money, right? That's what you think. The truth of the matter is, it's simply, hi, how are you? Let's talk. And I get to know that homeowner, that renter. I get to know what their fears are, their level of pain with whatever it is that they're dealing with. If they're dealing with mice, some people are like, eh, it's just a mouse, no big deal. I'll throw a, rat, I'll throw a mouse trap down, I haven't caught in no time, right? Other people are like, oh my God, it's a mouse, I can't believe there's a mouse in my house. I will pay you anything, get it out, make it happen, make it go away, right? But I need to know that. I need to know that as the salesperson. And why do I need to know that? Because I'm trying to get to know this person. What's important to them might not be important to me. What's important to me might not be important to them. You know, I think it's important to go around the house and seal up all the holes so that they can't get back in. But the homeowner might say, you know what, that's not nearly as important as getting the ones that are here gone. Well, they're wrong, and I'm going to explain to them why they're wrong, and they're probably going to jump on my page. That's part of being a salesperson. But the truth of the matter is what I really want to find out is what is the problem, what is the solution, right? So the first thing I do is create the relationship. I ask questions. How long have you lived here? Do you plan to stay living here? So I begin by... Creating a relationship, a foundation, somewhere where everybody can start from because that person doesn't know me just like I don't know them. They need to be able to trust that what I'm telling them is true and that they're not going to get screwed over somehow by some jackass that wants their money and is going to leave and never follow up with them. That's not me. It's not what I do. 
There are lots and lots and lots of salespeople that will do that because they don't care, but I care. So I start out by asking questions not only because I care, but because they need to know that I care. That's the difference between somebody who goes out and sells things to somebody who has solutions to problems, that provides solutions to problems that customers are experiencing, that the homeowners are experiencing. So if I go to a house and I have my head kind of down and I'm, you know, just a little bit cranky maybe or I'm just trying to get it done, trying to get it over with. I'm just, how you doing? Yeah, so what's the problem? Okay, let me go look over here. All right, yeah, you guys need an exclusion. It's going to be 1500 bucks. Let me let me hit you with some money. All right, do you want to finance it? It's like a hundred dollars a month, whatever. I don't know. Here, you want to try this? No. Okay, great. Sucks, right? That's not it's not the way to talk to people. I'm gonna get back that same kind of an attitude from them, right? Try it. Try it. Try it with your kids. Try this experiment, okay? If you have two kids, it works great, all right? So when you get the kids home from school, take the first kid, and when the, when the kid gets off the bus, say, hey, how was your day? And be very positive and enthusiastic. Hey, how was your day? Oh, was it a great day? What did you learn today? Right? Have some enthusiasm. Um, be positive. It sounds really, really cool. It's upbeat and things like that. And then with the second kid, do it like this. How was your day? Or better yet, I hope your day didn't suck as bad as mine. See how that kid's response differs from the other child. Do it with your uh, with your spouse and maybe your neighbor. You know, it's a very small experiment, but it can prove my point very easily. You know, people tend to mirror; they they feel what it is that you're feeling whether they realize that that's what's going on or not. That's what's happening. It's the transference theory. Like, my thoughts, beliefs, my shitty attitude is transferring over to them. Right? Likewise, my great attitude, my positive, enthusiastic attitude will also transfer to them. Now, oftentimes, when somebody is a completely different person than me, there will be some resistance at first. At first, they're not going to want to smile. At first, they're not going to want to be happy or positive. At first. But I'm good. <laughs> and I got more positivity and more enthusiasm. And I, man, I got enough for, I got plenty to spread around. All right? No problem. Give me a room full of pissed off people. 75% of them are going to walk out of there laughing their asses off. The other 25% will walk out with a smile. I promise you, I, I guarantee it every single time because I put off that vibe. I put off that happy, you know, happy-go-lucky, no big deal, like everything is good attitude. Whatever, it, whatever the problem is, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll fix it. It's going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. I cannot tell you how many times I get yelled at for saying those words. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. My wife would probably like to cut my tongue out of my mouth every time she hears me say, don't worry about it. Because I say it a lot because she worries a lot. It's okay that she worries a lot. She suffers from anxiety and she's very passionate. So, her worrying a lot is worrying for the both of us, so I don't have to worry as much. I appreciate that, baby. Thank you so much. So when I put off a good vibe, when I'm having a good day and I'm feeling good about myself and, you know, I just got done at the gym and I, I had some personal bests in the gym and, and things like that, I'm having a really good day, it doesn't matter if the customers are buying or not. I go one house right to the next, and I have the same attitude all day long. Whether I hear yes all day, no all day, or a combination of the two, it does not matter. I continue 
to have a good positive vibe about me because that's what I get back from the customers when I do that. And likewise, or conversely, I will get the opposite if I act the opposite. Try that experiment. I'm telling you. Go to work. Talk to two coworkers separately, individually. With one of them, I want you to seem like you're just not having a good day or like you just don't care. And then with the other one, seem like the exact opposite, like you're having a great day and you do care. And I want you to see the difference in the look on their face, their body language. I want you to see how their perception changes based on how you feel, how they perceive you feel, right? Take a look and notice that difference because that's what happens every single day. Every single day of your life, you're attracting something. Every day, every minute, every hour, you're attracting something. The question you have to ask yourself is, what am I attracting? What am I putting out into the world? Am I thinking positively? Do I have positive vibes? Or am I thinking negatively? Am I all woe is me and everybody hates me and and I'm not going to get this done. Oh, my boss is a dick. I don't even want to go to work today. Uh, You know, whatever. Is that your attitude when you wake up in the morning? When you wake up in the morning, do you say, oh, man, it's morning. Or do you wake up in the morning and go, man, it's morning. Hell yeah. Got to start this day. I don't care. I don't care that you think I'm cheesy. I don't care that you think I'm full of shit. I don't care because this is me. This is how I am. And guess what I get in life? I get good stuff coming back to me. Good stuff happens to me. Out of the blue. Hey, look, bad shit happens to me too, okay? We'll talk about the bad shit that's happening to me. As a matter of fact, I'll elaborate very, very quickly uh, here in just a few minutes. But bad shit does happen to me, yes. (laughs) But so... Good things do too. So this morning, wake up. Thank God it's morning. All right. It's time to go. My wife looks at me and says, nobody bought coffee yesterday. Okay. Okay. This is not going to be a good day. My wife's been up for 30 seconds and there's no coffee already. Normally, she's used to waking up with coffee in the pot, hot, ready to go. Right? Practically a cup on her nightstand, ready to rock. Right? Not this morning. So I said, no problem. Go back to bed. I'll be back in a few minutes. I freaking hopped in my car at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I went to Walmart, who, by the way, in Whitehall, doesn't open until 6 a.m. You heard me right. It's not 24 hours. They open at 6 a.m. So I left the Walmart with no coffee. (laughs) I went to McDonald's. I pulled through the drive-thru. I ordered four large black coffees. Because I know we got cream and sugar and all that good stuff at home. My wife is not interested in whatever the hell they have over at, at, at McDonald's. At least I don't think she is. So instead, I just got them all black and I said, just give me a drink carrier. So I pulled through the drive-thru window. And the ladies inside, super nice ladies, um, both seemed like they had a really good attitude, interestingly enough. Uh, I just I just thought about that. They both seemed like they were in a really good mood. So I pull up, and the one lady says to me, so you're buying, you're buying coffee for the office? And I said, no, I'm buying coffee for the house. The wife woke up. There was no coffee. I said, that ain't going to work. I went to Walmart. They were closed, so I came over here. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Well, do you need cream or sugar or anything? I said, nope. I got everything I need at the house except the damn coffee. And they just laughed. They just thought that was funny. So she's like, I tell you what, I threw, some, I threw a little bag of our coffee on there for you, too. So not only did I pay whatever it was, $5 or $7 or whatever for four large coffees, but they went ahead and threw a, a package of coffee on there for me too in case I needed to make some more. Now how cool was that? I didn't ask for that, but I got it anyway. They could relate to me. They understood my story, and they were like, you know what, I feel for you. I've been there. I know what you mean. You know, I could have paid for it, but it wasn't about the money. They were just like, no, here, just take this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Good things just happened to me. Um, one time I was, <laughs> my tire was a little bit low for, you know, there was a little less air in my tire than it needed to be, right? So 
I'm at a gas station with my uh, youngest daughter, Elena, and we're inside grabbing a couple of sodas, and I had to get changed because it's like a dollar fifty to put air in your tire, right? And then you have to have quarters. So I go in to buy a couple of things and get some change. And I said to the lady uh, behind the counter, I was like, hey, you know, I, I need to put some air in my tire. Could you make sure that I have enough? Could you give me a dollar fifty in quarters back? And she said, I'll just turn it on for you. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay. Now, I should probably back up and say that when I got up there to, to, to check out uh, so the lady could bring me up, I asked her how her day was. And I think I made some small little joke or something like that. And I smiled. And just like I, I was just being me, just my normal old self. I'm always smiling at people and talking to people and giving everybody a chance. I don't judge anybody. Um, I do my best not to judge people. I can't say I don't judge anybody. Um, I do my best not to prejudge people. I give everybody a chance, and I uh, I try to smile at everybody. I try to make everybody feel good that they had this interaction with me. Whether they realize that that's what they're feeling or not, it doesn't matter. I want them to leave feeling good about having just met me. Whether that's, you know, I mean, it, it might sound arrogant. It's not arrogant. I just don't want, I want people, I want to leave a positive impact on people. That's what I want in my life. You know, no matter what it is, whether it's the lady at the, the counter at McDonald's or, you know, uh, a, a client that I just sold like $10,000 worth of stuff to. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone in between, you know, the, 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 the bum that I gave a bottle of water to on the street because he asked me for a dollar. You know, that kind of thing. I want them all to feel like I want to impact their life in a positive way, your life in a positive way. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I just want to, I want to impact people positively. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I put, I was put on this earth for that specific reason, to positively impact people. So good stuff happens to me. You know, I put good things out there. Now, I know this might sound like a bunch of fluff, a bunch of bullshit, a bunch of feel good, like blah, 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 whatever. Like I'm selling hope or something. First of all, I'm not selling anything here, okay? This damn podcast is free. You can't get it any cheaper than that. You can't beat the price of that, right? So I'm not selling you anything. I'm telling you the absolute 100% truth, the 100% fact. What you put in is what you're going to get back out of it. So in sales, you have to work hard. You have to uh, you have to put a lot of effort in to sales in order to be able to make any real money. And that was my point to begin with when it, came, when it comes to, you know, um, putting good things in at your job. So another example, Jason, I'm not in sales, all right? I work a 9-to-5 desk job um, for, a, for Ohio University as a, I, I don't know, uh, an admissions counselor or something, right? My job doesn't require me to sell things. So do I really need to have that? Yes. Yes, you do. Now, just because it doesn't pay you more money today doesn't mean that it's not going to make you more valuable down the road. I tell you what, if I had two people, if I was the the president of the company, and I had two people that were up for a position, a promotion, right? One of those people was always smiling, always happy, having a good time, and, and things like that. And the other person was always a negative Nancy, always a downer, always wanted to question everything, who do you think I'm going to promote? The person with a positive attitude. That's who I'm going to promote because that's the kind of culture that I want in my business. I don't want somebody to sit around bitching and whining and crying all the time. If you're going to do that, go home. I don't want you here. All right? Change your fucking attitude. That is not cool. And you can change your attitude. It's not that fucking hard. I promise you it is not that hard. You just have to make the conscious decision. Making a decision is the most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life, yet you do it every single day. Every minute of every day, you're making another decision. So you have to choose to stay positive. (laughs) It's not that easy when you suffer from anxiety and depression and things like that, right? I know, I know. It is not that fucking easy when you suffer from those kinds of things. You're right, it's not. So you've got to find a way to, to find the right happy medium balance, right? So, another really good example of garbage in, garbage out, all right? 
let's say you get a puppy, and this puppy is eight weeks old. It is starting its life with you. You have a couple of ways you can do this. You can start training that puppy right away. Put them in a cage, a crate if you will, uh, a cage. Teach them that they use the bathroom outside. Um, you, you discipline them. You make sure that they understand what sit is, lay down, uh, roll over, stay, all of those different commands. Um, you're, you're training the dog on a daily basis. You play with the dog on a daily basis. Every single day, you're working with the dog. Every day, right? What you're going to get in turn is a well-trained and loyal dog. The dog's going to know how to sit, how to speak, how to stay, right? The dog's going to know that when it's time for you to go to work, it's time for the dog to get in the cage. It's just going to go in there and lay down. It's going to be ready for that. I know because I've done it. I know that that's how it is. Now let's say the opposite. You get this puppy. And you put the puppy in the kitchen because it has linoleum flooring or, you know, or tile flooring or something like that. It's not carpet, you know. You put it in the kitchen when you leave and you just, you know, you kind of cage it in the, the kitchen area, right? It's not a cage, but it's an area where there's nothing that it can, it can get hurt on, right? But you leave it there and it stays there all day and it barks and whatever and whatever. And, and you get home at night and you're like, oh, look at my puppy. And then there's poop and pee all over the floor. You got to clean that stuff up. But you were expecting that because it's a puppy, right? So you went ahead and cleaned all that stuff up and then you started playing with the puppy or whatever, couple days goes by and now you're coming back in and you're still cleaning up poop and pee all over the floor in the kitchen uh, because the dog hasn't learned that it's supposed to go outside yet right and then you kind of lose interest you know or maybe you get a little bit busy like ah the dog was cool like I, I want to play with my dog but I got to go do this other thing too and I want to go out with my friends today so the dog's gonna have to stay home or I want to um, I got to work extra hours today so I'm not going to play with the dog when I get home. I'm tired, you know, or whatever. Guess what that dog's going to become? That dog is going to become the dog that barks at everything and, and shits and pisses all over the floor whenever the fuck it feels like it. That's what that dog's going to become. Because of the training that you gave it, that's what you trained it to do. You taught it that it's okay to do those things instead of teaching it the opposite. So you put in work with the dog, you get a trained, obedient dog. You don't put in the work with the dog. You get a dog that's never been worked. It's that simple. And then you make my life more difficult by not training your dog and letting it piss and shit all over the place and tear up carpet and things like that. You make my life more difficult when it comes time for me to go find uh, a new house in Florida because I'm moving to Florida in two weeks and I still don't have a fucking address yet because I have two dogs and everybody wants to charge me $10,000 a year in dog fees. When my kids are worse on my fucking house than my dogs are, you know what I mean? I have a black lab Weimaraner mix. Yeah, she's mischievous. She likes to eat underwear. I, I guess it's because it hides the owner's scent. I don't know, whatever. But she gets her ass kicked for eating underwear. It's weird. But she never uses the bathroom in the house. She's a very, very sweet dog. She's not at all violent or aggressive. She loves children. She loves people, probably too much. Um, she's a great dog, but she's not going to tear things up, except for my underwear. And usually it's my wife's underwear, really. She's got a thing for Victoria's Secret, I guess. I don't know. And it's never the cheap underwear you can buy from Walmart. It's always the good stuff, the expensive stuff. What a bitch, right? But that's the truth. I mean, it's absolutely true. She doesn't, she doesn't fuck else, she doesn't fuck anything else up. Everything else is fine. She doesn't tear things up, claw at the floor, the doors, or anything like that. Uh, she's not jumping on the table and that kind of stuff. Of course, she's 65 pounds, so she better not jump on the table. But my point is that she was trained from the beginning to use the bathroom outside. I could tell her to go to her cage, and she goes to her cage immediately and lays down. No questions asked. I can leave the door open, and she'll stay in there because she knows that's what she's supposed to do until I tell her otherwise. Because that's what I put into that. That's what I'm getting out of it. That's the way it goes in life too, folks. Call me cheesy, call me corny, whatever. It's absolutely 100% true. If you're on Facebook, <laughs> I love using Facebook as my example. If you're on Facebook 
and 8 out of 10 of your posts or 9 out of 10 of your posts are about some bullshit that happened or something negative. Like, for example, um, I have one friend, very smart man, very, very intelligent, um, went to school for 8 years. He's practically a doctor, right? He's a conservative Christian with a lot of very liberal views. And he is 100% a Trump hater. Absolutely hates Trump. Some of you are, are plotting him right now, while others are like, what a dumbass, right? Every single day, this guy is bitching about something that Trump tweeted or said or did or didn't do or whatever. Every single day. Every day. So, what do you think he gets? He gets people commenting about how stupid he is. No, Trump's the greatest president on earth, blah, 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 right? And then they get into arguments. Every single day, this guy is arguing with somebody about politics. Because he thinks that his views are smart, and anyone who doesn't believe in his views must obviously not be very smart. Because he is a smart man, no doubt. He's very smart. So that's, that's what he thinks. So he continues to put that out there. Continues to put that out there. And that's what he continues to get back. Could you live your life arguing every single day? Let me give you another example. So... You are in a relationship, let's say you're married, right? And you've been married a good, you know, four or five years. The first year went okay. Second year, not quite as well. Third year, you decide, oh, I'm going to start cheating on my wife uh, or my husband or whatever. I'm, I'm going to cheat on my spouse with this other person because they look pretty good. They've been giving me some attention, whatever. Um, and, and you go and you do that. You have an affair, Right. And maybe this goes on for a year, two years, or three years, or whatever. So you're five, six, seven years into the, the, the marriage at this point, and you don't spend a lot of time with your spouse, and you're not you're not communicating on a regular basis, uh, and that kind of thing, right? Well, eventually, what's going to happen in that relationship? Eventually, you're going to get out of that relationship what you put into it, and what you put into it is absolutely nothing. In fact. At this point, I would say that what you put into it is a hindrance on the relationship itself because obviously you're, you're cheating now on your spouse. You're going other places. There's a problem there. There's a lack of communication. You're, you stopped talking at some point. Something changed that made you think differently or made you act differently towards your spouse. Well, what's going to happen is that relationship is eventually going to be over. If it's not already over... With your kids, same thing. Every day, you could be like when they get off the bus, you have any homework? All right, go get your homework done. No, go do your homework right now. Okay? That's one way to do it, and I've done it. Or, they get off the bus, hey, how was your day? What did you do at school today? Anything fun happened? Anything exciting happened? Anything noteworthy happened? Okay. Glad to hear it. Well, do you have any homework? Do you need any help with it? What you're going to get is a lot less resistance to doing that homework. You know, you're going to get a, a, a child that reacts in a way that makes them feel, you're talking to them in a way that makes them feel like you care. Therefore, they're going to react in a way that makes you feel like they care, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I do have homework, and... Um, it's that math stuff, Common Core math, and it's I'm di I'm doing division right now, and I really don't understand it. Okay, well, you can lie to your kid. You can say, oh, this this new way of doing math is the best way. That's why they're doing it this way. No, 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 no. You know what I do? I tell my kid, dude, you're right. That Common Core stuff sucks ass. It's total bullshit. Here's the thing, though, man. You gotta learn it because that's what they want you to do, and that's what's gonna get you the grade. Once you're done getting the grade, I'll show you how to do it the right way, the easy way, the fast way, the way that I learned when, when I was a child, learning how to do division, okay? I'll teach you the real way. 
In the meantime, let's figure out how to do it their way so you can get the grade. Now my kid is looking at me like it's my kid and me against the school. How powerful is that? Right? Now my kid's on my team. I'm on my kid's team instead of me going, go do your homework. You know? And the kid going, I don't want to do this. This stuff sucks. They're telling me about it, man. This stuff sucks because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I do. I agree. I agree. Common core. It sucks. So let's get it done. Let's learn how to do it so that we know how to do it. Let's pass the test and move the fuck on. Let's get to the next Let's get to the next thing. Because the education system doesn't give a shit whether you think it's stupid or not. They're going to teach everybody the same way all across the country, regardless of how you learn. That's our education system. It's broken. I can't fix it by myself. We got a long way to go before we can fix it. A lot of people got to jump on the same page. Still considering that homeschooling thing, just saying. It's still out there. It hasn't been it hasn't been swept under the rug yet. All right, so bottom line, garbage in, garbage out. If you see that bad shit continues to happen to you, then I need you to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. You can lie to me, you can lie to your kids, you can lie to your boss, you can lie to your spouse, you can lie to your lawyer. I don't give a fuck. Don't lie to yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing that's getting me so much negative shit in my life? Do I cheat on my spouse? Do I cheat on my taxes? (laughs) Would I steal something from somebody's house? Would I talk shit about somebody behind their back? Am I doing these kinds of things? Am I giving somebody a hug and then turning around and stabbing them in the back? Am I lying to people left and right? Am I a trustworthy person? Am I putting in my best efforts at work? Am I proud of the work that I'm doing? If somebody asks, hey, who did this work right here? Could I stand up and say, hey, that was me. Am I giving everything my best? Am I paying attention to my kids? Am I paying attention to what they're doing online? Am I paying attention to my spouse? Am I paying attention to my job? What am I watching on TV? Do I continue to watch the news on a daily basis knowing it's going to be a bunch of negative shit? Another school that got shot up? Another bomb that exploded in a train tunnel? Am I going to continue? Am I watching that stuff on the TV? Is that, is that what's, what I'm putting into my brain? When was the last time I read a book? You know? Ask yourself those questions. Think about what your life is actually like. Think about what you're actually putting out into the world. And ask yourself, is this karma coming back to me? When I'm getting kicked in the dick, is it because I kicked somebody else in the dick? I'll bet you anything that's what happened. Easy come, easy go. If you're out there and you just made a fat knot because you, uh, when I say a fat knot, I mean a bunch of money. So you just made a bunch of money on somebody because you sold them a piece of shit TV that barely works anymore for way more money than they should have spent on it. Guess what's going to happen? Your fucking tire is going to blow out in your car. You're going to need a new tire. That's what's going to happen. Easy come, easy go. It's karma karma it's real don't fuck with karma i'm telling you right now you do bad shit bad shit's gonna happen to you you do good shit good shit's gonna happen to you forget about everything else that you thought you knew the proof is all around you the proof is right in front of you every single day there's proof every single day in our social media at our in our schools at our jobs Everywhere you look, there are examples of exactly what I'm talking about. Garbage in, garbage out. You keep telling people that you are 
you know, you keep thinking to yourself, you keep telling yourself that is, that you're the greatest person in the world, yet you haven't looked at yourself in the mirror to really evaluate yourself. Man, I'm a wonderful person. I do stuff for people all the time. But yeah, but do you do stuff for people with the expectation of getting something out of that? Ask yourself these questions. I can't answer those for you. Even if I thought I could, I can't. The only person who knows what they're putting out there is you. What are you putting into your brain? What are you putting into your body? That's another really good point. Garbage in, garbage out. You eat McDonald's three, days, uh, three times a day, four days a week, that's garbage. Your body is going to look like garbage and smell like garbage. Don't eat that shit every day. You put that crap into your body, that crap is going to come out. That's what your body is going to look like. Right? Eat healthy, look healthy, feel healthy. That's about all I got for this rant today. Once again, Instagram, please follow me on Instagram, at the official Jason Cremines, C-R-E-M-E-A-N-S. If you don't know this by now, you can Google me. I know you know how to use Google. Jason Cremines. The first thing that pops up is a guy who got 33 years in prison for killing somebody in Cleveland. That's not me. Go to the next one. That's me. You're going to find my Twitter, at Cremines Jason. You're going to find my Facebook, Jason Cremines Rocks. You're going to find my Periscope, at Jason Cremines. And you're going to find my Instagram, at the official Jason Cremines. Please follow me. Share this with your friends. Also, if you're a member of Anchor.fm, please go check out Good Vibes Podcast. My, my good buddy, the Psycho Man, is heading that thing up, and he's always got something cool to say. Um, he talks about wrestling, about sports, uh, about all kinds of different little things, and he's a very positive human being. We are very like-minded um, entrepreneurs, and we have a lot of really cool things to say. I know, uh, I know the Psycho Man is also a musician like myself, so um, really cool guy. Go check him out, please. And um, make sure that you, you leave some reviews, some comments, uh, for, for myself, please, and it, you can, I'd love it if you could give me a review on Thumbtack, um, that where I have my, my personal, my speaking engagements, I try to get hired, um, on Thumbtack, so if you could go there, leave me a little review, I would really appreciate that, uh, that would help me out a lot, and again, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, share the podcast, and uh, get one person to, to listen, just one person, one of your friends that you think would be willing to listen and, and actually be able to take something out of this, please, have them listen to me, have them follow me. Um, I, I really love talking to you guys. I really love getting my ideas, my thoughts out there, and I, I really love you guys, and I hope that you take care of yourselves. Until I see you next time, take care of yourselves, and please take care of each other. Be good to each other. Until next time, I'm Jason Cremines. Follow me, subscribe, listen. We'll chat later. Take care.